I'm taking y'all way back on this way back Wednesday, baby. Welcome to the world of court Nabuki and them podcasts, y'all. Ah. Again, welcome everybody. Thank you for stopping by the podcast. My podcast peeps. I hope you had a wonderful, prosperous day. And if it wasn't a good day, I hope that it gets better for you. And I hope nothing but the best for you. Welcome again. Going to start out with the Travis Scott Astro World Show. Survivors recall scenes of chaos at the concert. As more details emerge about the struggles of attendees and employees to communicate at the deadly Astro World Festival in Houston. Survivors of Friday night's crowd crush describe the horror of a whirlpool of people moving towards the stage during a musician Travis Scott performance. Everyone's life was on the line. As the pressure built up during the show, Brian Espinosa, 16, said at a news conference Tuesday with others who've been in a crowd of 50,000 and got caught in the surge, Espinosa ended up pinned against a metal barrier, he said. At one point, my ribs were getting into the railing, basically impaled, and I was fearing for my life that I wasn't going to make it, Espinosa said. A security guard helped him jump the gate, and there were hundreds of bodies on the floor, Already from people passing out, falling over the rail, and he said, Eligio Garcia, 18, and his girlfriend were caught up in a whirlpool of people at the start of Scott's set, he recalled. Just kids and people falling and people trying to reach up like they're reaching up for you, he said. I really heard people screaming like, help, help, please help me. Garcia and his girlfriend were knocked over and others fell on top of them, he said. Eventually, they managed to get upright in the scrum, he said, and cries for help throughout the crowd to staff to, or show officials at the end of each song was went unanswered before another began. It's a whole nightmare that just continues to play every night in my head, he said. Also, in the scum were Aiden Cruz and his girlfriend, Brianna Rodriguez, who died. Thoughts and prayers go out to the families. They were around a circle of people who had fallen behind us and were next to stumble. The ripple effects of the crowds going forward and backward, we were pushed onto our backs. And as that happened, people began to fall on top of us and cause it to be harder to get air and just so much weight on both of us, he said, adding another friend fell as well on his back and people on top of us. It was really scary. Eight concert goers were killed in the crash and two people who were injured remain in critical condition. Fire Chief Samuel Pina told CNN. Police Chief Troy Finner is due to hold a news briefing. He did that earlier today. And at least 18 lawsuits have been filed in Harris County District Court in Texas related to Astral World tragedy. A Houston attorney has filed 68 lawsuits for injured victims. And we intend to file probably up to 100, if not more, by the end of the day or the following day, he told CNN on yesterday. Wednesday, the list of defendants, including Live Nation, the show's promoter and organizer, Travis Scott, musician Drake, and NRG Park, where the festival took place, is growing to include a security company and potentially others, lawyer Thomas Henry said. Communication gaps impacted immediate response. As officials work to gain a full understanding of what happened in the crowd during Scott's set, they are looking at everything from the very beginning, Mayor Sylvester Turner 
has spoke. We're looking at the roles that everyone played with what missteps, failures, gaps that may have existed, Turner said, adding they aren't ruling anything out. Officials are looking into complaints by fire officials. There were failures in communication as the deadly crowd swell unfolded, the mayor said. Firefighters stationed outside the Astro World venue were not in radio communication with the emergency medical providers hired by the concert organizers, Pina told CNN on Tuesday. Houston fire officials on standby near the venue had asked concert organizers for a radio to communicate with the emergency medical provider company, but were only provided with cell phone numbers, according to the president of the city's firefighter union. Concert attendees couldn't text or call due to poor sales service, some have said. After learning of the crush, the fire department sent its resources into the crowd, saying eventually 12 very critical victims were transported in many cases with CPR in progress. At 10.15 p.m., the fire department upgraded its response to a mass casualty level two, meaning that between 20 and 50 people could be in need of transportation to hospitals, according to documents obtained by CNN and PINA. The Live Nation, the show's promoter and organizer, has turned over some video footage from the event to Houston police who are hoping to get more as the criminal investigation moves toward Turner's, as, as it moves forward, Turner said. Harris County Judge Linda Hidalgo is considering an outside law firm or third party for the independent investigation into the tragedy, according to her spokesperson. Mourning those killed and recalling the horror, mourners have paid tribute at a vigil at NRG Park to the concert goers killed. Among them were a neighbor and a former classmate of Madison Dubisky, 23. She was a really sweet girl, and if I mispronounce your name, excuse me. She was a really sweet girl, and it's just really sad what happened to her, Caitlin Barrera told CNN. This is the last thing that you would think would happen. Rusty Barber, who did not know the victims yet, wanted to pay his respects, shared his frustration with how the Friday's concert turned into a tragedy, and Scott set continued during the surge. It could have been stopped. They could have taken 10-minute pause, 15-minute pause, and then they could have got it situated, and then the show could have went on and all these people wouldn't have lost their lives. Barber said, Scott maintains he had no idea the extent of what was happening in the crowd during Friday's show. Footage from the concert's live stream shows Scott pausing his performance and looking on in apparent confusion as the ambulance pulled into the crowd before finishing the concert. The performers should have stopped the show that night, said Henry, the lawyer, who said he's lodged dozens of suits. At 9.38, there was a mass casualty incident report to all the producers at the show. But by 10.15, the show had ended. But in that period of time, Drake came on stage while people were being injured and killed. Those performers, Drake and Travis Scott, along with all of the event organizers, knew the dangers associated with the crowd, what was going on with the crowd, and yet they continued to perform. And from the stage, you could see absolutely, you could see absolutely Travis Scott noticing people being injured, noticing people being carried off unconscious, Henry said. And so those performers, instead of stopping the show and keeping those people safe in the crowd and taking those steps necessary to stop the event, helped stop this crowd issue, they continued 
and the crowd was excited and the crowd got worse and more people got injured because they continued to perform. <clears throat> Welcome back to the World According to Bookie and Them Podcast. Meghan Markle suggests Instagram dislike button to stem the tide of negative comments. Well, Meghan Markle thinks social media users needs better options than like or hate. Speaking at the New York Times Deal Book Online Summit, on Tuesday, the Duchess of Sussex floated the idea of adding a dislike button to platforms. One of the things that seemed like such an easy soft from my lens, if you look at Instagram, for example, there's a like button. And then there's comments, she told host Andrew Ross Sorkin, an editor at large for the Times. If you disagree with something, you have to comment on it in a really vitriolic way, she continued. If there was a dislike button, wouldn't that hugely shift what you were putting out there? Because you could just like it or dislike it. She added, now you have to like it or say something negative. It's just adding this, adding to this really unfortunate cycle that I think is having an unfortunate effect on women across the world. Megan, 40, made her comments to Sorkin an aerial investments company CEO and President Melody Hobson during a conversation about economic and professional parity thought the event covered a wide range of topics, including Megan's recent political engagement and one of her first business ventures, selling scrunchies. She has traveled to New York with husband Prince Harry, 37, who also drilled down on the problems with media both legacy and social during Wired Magazine's Rewired Virtual Summit. The Sussexes know all too well the toll that social media toxicity can take in the Wired panel. Harry cited an independent report that had found more than 70% of the hate speech about my wife on Twitter can be traced to fewer than 50 accounts. He also implicated tabloid journalists in amplifying the hate and the lies, saying they regurgitate these lies as truth. Case in point, the term Mexican, which went viral after the couple announced their decision to step back as senior working royals in January 2020. The term Mexit was or is a misogynistic term that was created by a troll amplified by world correspondence and it grew and grew and grew onto mainstream media. But it began with the troll, Harry said on Tuesday. The Duke of Sussex also underlined the synergy between legacy media and social media and commodifying viral content to toxic ends, name-checking, successions, fictional media tycoon Logan Roy and real-life media mogul Rupert Murdoch. This isn't just a social media problem. It's a media problem, he said. I've grown up learning that news should be sacred ground. You don't have to be Logan Roy or Rupert Murdoch to understand that clickbait is a descendant of targeted advertising. And in her Times discussion, Megan had a few more thoughts about media consumption, 
Well, firstly, I would urge you not to read tabloids because I don't think that's healthy for anyone, she told Sorkin. She added, one day they come with a warning label like cigarettes do, like this is toxic for your mental health. Back in a moment with the World According to Boop in that podcast. Talk to your boy. Marshawn Lynch, my number one client. Got a big ass. They need me to suit up and do a big... Okay. You know, for the kids. Uh-huh. So you'll do it? Mm-hmm. Okay. The Crunch heard round the world. You look great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Want a hand with that? Okay. Lays, kettle cook, get lost in the crunch. Welcome back to the world according to Bookie and them podcasts, everybody. Thanks for coming back. And as you all know, on ABC tonight at 7 p.m. Wait, at 8, 7 p.m. Central Pacific time. I hope I said it right. Brothers Osborne is to perform meaningful track Younger Me. It was written after TJ came out at a CMA at the CMA Awards. Brothers Osborne are bringing a message of acceptance to tonight's CMA Awards. The duo comprising of siblings, TJ and John, are set to perform their track Younger Me, which TJ wrote about his experience to terms, coming to terms with his sexuality at the awards show. The performance comes after the skeleton singer publicly came out as a gay in February. This is an important message that I wish I could tell my younger self, TJ36 told the Associated Press. The fact that we get to play a song that is so meaningful, particularly to myself, at a country music awards show is one of those things that just kind of transcends the awards itself, money itself, fame. The Maryland native added, the biggest thing that bothered me was not that I was being recognized, but it kind of gave the message that maybe people that are gay or LGBTQ aren't really that accepted in this state. While that may be true in certain areas of our stage, I don't feel like it is in Nashville. It is very, Nash, it is a very accepting city here. So check out tonight's show, the CMA Awards. It's live tonight, 8, 7 Central. Whew. No, I said Pacific time. Excuse me, y'all. It's the CMA Awards Live tonight at 8, 7 Central on A to the B to the C, y'all. And check it out. It's going to be a good night of music. Back in a moment with the World According to Bookie and them podcast. Don't go nowhere, y'all. Stay with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, Combination of peanut butter and chocolatey flavor. Reese's Puff Cereal, part of a complete breakfast. Welcome back to the world according to Buki and them podcast, y'all. Thanks for coming back. A hundred and five-year-old y'all, Julia Hawkins sets world records for age group in a hundred-meter run. She said it was wonderful. 
the speedy 105-year-old known as the Hurricane ran the 100 meters at the Louisiana Senior Games in front of her adoring friends and family. With the feat, Hawkins set a new world record by becoming the first female track and field athlete and the first American to set a track and field world record and establish an age 105 and older category according to the National Senior Games. It was wonderful to see so many family members and friends, Hawkins said, after the race, according to the organizers, but I wanted to do it in less than a minute. When asked if she wanted to run a 100-meter race again, she said, yeah, this isn't the first time Hawkins has made headlines for her show of endurance. At age 101, the former school teacher from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, won the 100-meter dash in a blazing 40.12 seconds at the USA Track and Field Outdoors Masters Championships. Congratulations to you. That is so amazing and so wonderful. She said, I love to run and I love being an inspiration to others, Hawkins told reporters after Saturday's race. I want to keep running as long as she can, she added. My message to others is that you have to stay active if you want to be healthy and happy as you age. In 2019, Hawkins won two gold medals in the 50 and 100 meter dashes at the Senior Games in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I'm thrilled I did as well as I did, but I didn't do as well as I have done. The mother of four told Good Morning America at the time. I don't know if it's because I'm older or maybe it was the atmosphere. Realize you can still be doing it at this kind of an age, she continued. I just keep busy. I keep moving. I don't do any exercises particularly. I used to, but I don't think I need to anymore. Well, congratulations. And that is awesome, awesome, awesome. Back in a moment. Stay with me. So if I was a singer-songwriter just about to make it big, I could still get the Rogers race? Yep. State Farm has race to fit any budget. That's awesome, man. You want to play drums? Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or click to get a quote today. Welcome back to the world according to Bookie and them podcast, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. A Colorado cat tested positive for bubonic plague last month, according to health officials. Can you believe that? On Monday, Jefferson County Public Health announced in a press release that a domestic cat in Evergreen, Colorado, tested positive on October 29th, becoming the first cat with a case of the plague for the county this year. And according to the CDC, plague is a disease caused by bacterium Yersinia pestis, which can infect humans and other mammals through flea bites. Animals such as prairie dogs, squirrels, chipmunks, and other rodents often carry the disease. JCPH said in its release that cats are more susceptible to plague and can face death if the disease is not treated promptly. While plague is a serious disease in cases of animal-borne diseases and household pets are never something we like to see, it is normal and expected for some animals to contract plague in Jefferson County each year, said Jim Rodham, the director of the Environmental Health Services, in a statement. The good news is that modern antibiotics are effective against the plague and as 
against plague and as long as it is treated promptly, severe complications, illness, or death can be avoided. Those with pets are encouraged not to let them roam freely in areas where they can prey on wild animals and eliminate any items that can attract wild animals to the home. The bottom line is people and their pets should avoid contact with any species of wild rodent, especially ones that are sick, dying, or already dead. Rada added in the release, we know that pets can be unpredictable, but there are things pet owners can do to help keep their four-legged family members safe, especially when they live closer to rodent populations such as prairie dog colonies. According to the CDC, people can get plagued through bites of infected fleas or by touching or skinning infected animals. Though the disease is rare, it is treatable through antibiotics if caught early. Health officials say that symptoms include fever, headache, chills, nausea, weakness, and swollen, painful lymph nodes. People should speak with a doctor as soon as possible if they are experiencing any symptoms. And this summer, a 10-year-old girl died in La Plata, Colorado from the plague, the state's first death from the disease in six years. Thoughts and prayers go out to her family. I started working in the supermarket industry when I was 16 years old. I worked in meat, I worked in floral, and I worked in produce. And as soon as I went to produce, I knew that was for me. I just fell in love with it. When you're buying produce, you're working with people. You're working with something that's someone's passion. When I look at those tomatoes, I see a name and a face connected to it. Something that's someone's life's work, and I feel a connection to that. It's going to sound cheesy, but when I walk into a fresh market, the first feeling I get is fresh. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for coming back. Real Housewives of New York, Ramona Singer, allegedly said this is why we shouldn't have black people on the show about Ebony K. Williams. It seems as if we may know why there was no reunion special for this monumental season of The Real Housewives of New York has finally been revealed. The show debuted its first black apple holder, Ebony K. Williams, in its 13th season. Williams surely stirred up conversation, awakening her high-class society, Manhattan co-stars, to what takes place outside of their bubble. But not all were receptive. She classes with her co-stars over race, insensitivity, and more. Apparently, things with Ramona Singer went so far south behind the scenes that it changes things indefinitely. Back in a moment with the World According to Buki and M podcast. Stay with me. You think Santa will like these red and green M&M's? I don't know. I never met the guy. <laughs> he does exist. They do exist. Uh, Santa? Welcome back, everybody. I just wanted to talk about this because some people, you know, like on social media and that kind of thing, they get a little agitated and frustrated. You know, by people that speak, I don't know if it's on Instagram, I don't know if it's, for instance, on podcasts, I don't know if it's, you know, TikTok or whatever, but some people just by looking at their comments and things that they say, they get a little agitated and irritated by people just speaking. So my suggestion is, you know, this is just my opinion, everybody has a free freedom of choice of 
what they do. And But what my choice is, if I'm getting agitated, which I don't, but if I were to get agitated or irritated, which I don't, you know, I'm a, I listen to people, I would just keep it moving. And I know I've said this before, I would just keep scrolling. If I don't, if it's going to get me agitated and all worked up, why are you listening? Keep it moving. And, you know, there's, you know, because people have a right to speak. Because there's some people, boy, there's some mean people out here on social media. I be seeing, you know, like when I'm scrolling through Instagram and, and TikTok, just shut the F up. Shut the F up. And they're like, okay, uh, who are you talking to? I mean, is that really, uh, that's not a really good light. Because if somebody was getting on my nerves and speaking, I would just keep it moving. There's ways to express your opinion without being so rude and and using all that profanity, especially, especially on social media when everybody's pretty much watching. You got to watch what you say and watch what you do, especially the everyday people that don't have a platform, because certainly I hope and pray certainly that people with a large platform are not doing those crazy stuff like that, because at the end of the day, you might offend some people and you might not have that platform because they might not be supporting you anymore. But I just thought I would put that out there for you young ladies and young men. I just wish you guys all the best. I'm pulling for you and you got a voice, so speak. Those of you who can't handle, you know, everybody's talking, keep it moving. Back in a moment with the World According to Bookie and Them Podcast. Stay with me. Okay, all right, everybody, stand up straight. That's you. Okay, there you are. Okay, now let me flip it. Walmart. Wifey fly by my side. Green light, everything is going my way. You can find the world according to Buki and M podcast where you find all of your favorite podcasts. Have a safe night, keep believing in you, and keep pushing. Peace. Ask me how I'm doing, I'm blessed. Yes, living every moment, no regrets. Smile up on my face, I'm like, oh, yes.